you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Going to the hurry of offense. Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program presented as always by McDonald's. Go get some of those delicious chicken McNuggets, 100% all white meat, no artificial colors or preservatives or any of that hooey and applesauce. Coming up on today's DDFP, we're previewing the NFC East and the NFC North. We're going to tell you their final records. Matt Harmon is here in Studio 66 along with us, as is a special guest to help honor and celebrate the time spent by our longtime producer, Black Tie, here in Studio 66 and beyond. Bring in the special guest. Who is it? There. Oh, the pride. Corona, California. That is correct. It's Adam Rank walking in with a stride that would make Woo! any WWE heavy jealous. Let me tell Adam you something. What's right the now. poop? Let me tell you. Yesterday in Southern California, 824 was Kobe Day. 825 shall now be known as Young Kobe Day. The greatest <laughs> day ever. Oh. Black tie, finally, after years and years of robbing money from the NFL. <laughs> Is now going to go to EA and rob money from them. We will honor First our off, pal Black Tie. I am not going to EA. I've not said where I'm going, but it's definitely not. Oh, EA. is it not? And oh. rank, I, it's probably know. like a worse version. <laughs> oh, jeez. This guy. So already why, why are you back here? here. Why? Listen. Why? I could not contain myself. I said, listen. 
move all my schedules. Do whatever you got to do. I kissed my daughter, baby Ahsoka Tano, goodbye today, and I said, this is going to be the greatest day of your young life. Well, there's, 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 there's milestones. Frank, four or five years ago, began the hashtag that uh, swept through Fire Black the Black. digital nation. Fire Black Tie, and at long last, fire, quit, whatever. You got your wish, right? Finally. It this is, is tremendous. It's just one of those things. You feel like an athlete who's a longtime player who never got that that Super Bowl or anything like that. Maybe it's Jerome Bettis mm-hmm. winning Super Bowl 40 in his hometown. That's what this That's what like. this compares to. <laughs> this this is, moment right here. Mine's a little bit sweeter though. Oh. I, think I, well. I worked harder than Jerome Bettis did as an Adam, you're yes. way too excited, but you know what? I'll be the bigger man here. For today's show, we have old segments, old drops. There's even Dita Brock drops on the line, guys. You're going to be uh, a bigger – you're going to be the bigger say, man. It's a celebration of you. What, what, yeah, what's well, the Rank's, bigger man about Rank's you? Rank's out here taking shots, but oh, you know what? Shots? What did I do? Are you not leaving? I am leaving. Is it not a great day? Are people not celebrating? I, I'm somewhat Is there sad. not a parade? I'm, I'm, it's a, a very bit, bittersweet right now. In black tie yeah. slash it's a.k.a. Me. young Kobe, not Kobe. once decree that he could beat Mario Chalmers in one-on-one. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, but Black Tide just said Let's it was. Let's get to the hurry up, he guys. He just said it was bittersweet. I think it's sweet, sweet. It's win win. It's, it's so great. Not bittersweet, buttersweet. Wow. All things that taste good. Well, do All we right. know what's going to happen with that extra money that he's been stealing? Because I like oh, a little bit gosh. of it thrown away. I, I think the fantasy stronghold's going to be in in, uh, in line for That's what I'm a bunch about. Of All right, so get on out the door. Let's, let's keep it going. If we learned anything from Black Tie and his time here, if he can do it, anyone. That's, mo- that's motivational. Think An inspiration it. to slackers everywhere. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We'll if you do the bare minimum long enough. Black Tie says, if you're a longtime listener, of course, you know Rank, you know Black Tie, newcomers know the likes of Matt Harmon and Emma VP, the gang's all together here. We're going to visit and revisit some of Black Tie's uh, classic segments. The as NFL we go along game here. is not played in Studio 66. Uh, Steve 89, Steve Smith had to make an appearance. He had to say farewell to Black Tie. Where's the signed door? We'll have other here. tributes. Yeah, we changed the 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 studio. This is this, you, is this the, it's not the same place. Right? No, no, it's changed. This no, it's the same physical spell. Same, but we okay. altered the walls a little bit. All right, let's jump into the hurry up here, real quick. We'll blow through it, and uh, and uh, then we will begin with our divisional previews of those two divisions I mentioned, and some other hooey and applesauce. More likely to repeat as division champs, Washington or Minnesota? Harmon, I start with you. Yeah, give me Washington on this, only because I think that Green Bay is in for a pretty special bounce back season. And uh, sorry, Bears, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if they're going to be making much. You're noise you're right for the wrong reasons, but yes. Well, sure, but uh, I do think Washington is the clear favorite in that division. Clear favorite. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that each other team there is significantly flawed in a big way. Washington might not be a perfect team, but I like their offense a lot. So Significant flaw. Jay Gruden's the coach of the team you're uh, predicting is going to repeat. But of the two, if you look at Minnesota's defense, that at least gives them something to start with. Like, they, they were able to make it all the way to the NFC North title last year because they had a great defense. Not so much on the offense. They've got a, they've got a clear blueprint, but their division is harder So give me Washington. I just, you know, both of them have, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, the knock on him is cynics would say they didn't play anybody last year. So that still looms to prove himself against greater competition. 
Teddy B hasn't really elevated yet, or at least it felt like had a little bit of a step back in year two for him. If they can get to the NFC title game, I mean, that would probably be the best team to play in a title game since the 85 Rams got there with Dieter Brock. Oh. Yeah! Dieter I got the last Dieter Brock drop. Ah. Of course, Adam Rank retired. We retired the category after Rank uh, 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 got a, uh, a prohibitive lead in the Dieter <laughs> Brock drop race. You can only get Damn one. Damn, just cheated because I told him in his ear that hey, tee up the Dieter Brock drop so everybody knows it's on. Oh, the table but he still worked for a game. Don't reveal my secrets. It was it was a, it was a long con <laughs> that played off very well. And but it again, was, like again, this is this is what we're gonna miss. Is Black Tie trying to take credit for everything? <laughs> yes. Black Tie created podcasts. So I don't know how the inventor of podcasts is now moving on. I guess it's a big secret <laughs> that he's going to Uber and he's going to be a. Because, well, no, where he. Because apparently. To hey, all the man, old... I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, where he's from, everybody has a driver, which we learned <laughs> in DDFP 178. Wow. That was his entry. He's like, hey, where I come from, everybody has. And we're like, everybody has a well, driver. Even drivers everyone. have drivers. Is that really true? 178? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. There's a circle of Just let me roll with it. Jeez. Next one, rank more fantasy points in 2016, Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown? I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. He's going to get so many targets in that office, especially in the first couple of weeks without Le'Veon Bell. So they're going to go all his way. And still, even when uh, everybody's back, I think he's going to be heavily targeted. I see him getting 20 touchdowns this season. I think. I if, know that's been your prediction. If, strong. if Haley wants to make sure that this team scores 30 points a game, the best way to do it is to get him the ball. And also there's talk of him returning punts, which you're like, come on, dude. Like, do I got to switch the formats of all my fantasy leagues to make sure I get those punt return touchdowns as well? Right. I don't like that. Yeah, I really it's don't a, like that. It's a terrible. Like, remember Jason Seahorn did that? And it lasted one game, and he got hurt. Like, don't do that. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Well, okay. Brown's been good as a punt return. He's I just don't like the it. exposure to the extra hits. But you get you're elevated there. now. Yeah. It's like when Percy Harvin was always returning punts. And you're like, yeah. don't please, please like, limit you're, the you're, hits. You're fragile enough. Yeah, right, limit the hits. Harmon, how say you, Beckham or Brown? I mean, I really want to go safe and say Brown, mostly because, like Rank said, the target level will certainly be better for Brown. If you could tell me that Odell was going to see the same amount of workload that Brown would, I think I'd pick Odell, though, because I do think that he's the superior ceiling player. I think Brown is the best receiver in the NFL right now, but you know, Odell's only two years in, man. If, if, third, if the third year is better than the first two, it could be something special. I think I might get frisky in one draft if I had the first overall pick and take Beckham. Doesn't Fantasy got go – Well, sometimes, like, when you're picking second or third and Antonio Brown comes off the board, you're almost a little bit relieved. Like, okay, because he's the prohibited right. number one guy. But at some point you're like, God, everybody likes him. Like, nobody doesn't doesn't care for this guy like that that starts to worry me and there's no statistical basis or anything sure. for anything like that but you look at it and if you end up with Odell Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones you're like all right I'm cool right fantasy I mean that maybe it's a little antiquated but that used to be a thing in fantasy that third year what receivers that's when you want to get them that's when they're going to peak and if you and if you buy that but also Antonio Brown the three-year run he's on even adjusted for generational differences this is we are watching delay a game Settle down with the <laughs> delay a game. I'm making a point. Antonio Brown is in the midst of the greatest three-year run in the history of the NFL. That includes Jerry Rice or Marvin Harrison or anyone else. It's got to end at some point. You can't maintain this level, whereas Odell Beckham feels like there's a little room left before he hits the ceiling. I'll go Beckham there. 
Rank, who would you rather have for the 2016 season as your QB, Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? The pride of Arlington Heights, Jimmy Garoppolo. I just paid a visit to Arlington Heights to talk with uh, some friends and coaches and everything. Garoppolo, the town in Arlington Heights, over the moon and, uh, and ready to root for the Patriots. I'm here. from neighboring Schaumburg. But I'm still oh, yeah, you're very close it. to there, yeah. I think that's the same division even in uh, high school. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of Arlington, where I'm from, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, I'm going to go with Cousins here. We've seen more out of him. Uh, to me, I think he did legitimately take some step forward last year. The question with Garoppolo is how is he going to stand up to pressure, and there is offensive line issues in New England right now, so give me Cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. That, that still remains, even though they tushed, uh, took Josh Dotson, even before they did that, when healthy at least, and that's a big asterisk to put next to them, but when healthy, that receiving core is right Excellent. up there with Better anyone than, in the league. Well, I, it's New England's is pretty good too. I guess so with the twin yeah. tight ends. We I did think talk take, about that earlier in the Washington's week. Washington's though over New England. Well, the, sure the twin close. tight end set. Bucky Brooks and Ike Taylor broke down why the Patriots are going to be absolutely unstoppable oh, yeah. on offense in good health this year. Yeah, because even with Jordan Reed catching up to Rob Gronkowski, like that's the big – He's not Gronk, yeah. Nobody's but, Gronk. But there's not – plus they have Martellus Bennett. Like that. Oh, yeah. But but in terms of wide receivers, I don't okay. know. I like the others better. Which NFC North coach would you least like to play for Harmon? NFC North coach. Um, you got Mike Zimmer. You, know, I, you I got John Fox. You got Mike McCarthy. You got Jim Caldwell. I think it would be, I think it would be Caldwell because it's like I just can't look at that that same face in every situation. I read facial cues a lot, and that guy's always got that face on. That's him watching a comedy show right now. He's watching yeah. Louis C.K. at that moment where that photo is taken. Or it could be at a funeral. You don't know. You don't know. It could be either, either one. one. I'm, as I always say, I'm not a narcissist. I'm vain. And so my vanity requires your attention. And I couldn't play for an enigmatic coach like that. Who? I, do you like me or not? I need right. you to give me positive feedback, fella. And I wouldn't have that with maybe any of these guys, actually. Yeah, I would say McCarthy would be my least favorite. Real least favorite. Yes. Oh, he's from Pittsburgh. I'm taking him. He even answered when I asked him once, "What's your favorite kind of meat to get on a Primanti sandwich?" He correctly said uh, Capicola. That's the correct answer for everybody out there. Um, which NFC East QB do you most want to go on a twister with? Eli, Romo, Bradford, Cousins. <laughs> a a twister is a roller coaster, right? No, no, no. You're gonna go on Supreme some belts, Scream. some pops. It's very fun. You know. Oh, 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 now that makes it, that makes this a different I was thinking, situation. yeah, roller coaster. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to go on a roller Sam coaster. Sam Bradford probably get hurt while we're doing Not it. on the twister, a twister, a, twi a bender. Oh, a bender, see, that I would have understood. Who was going first? Rank. Oh, all right. I'm going to say Sorry. Eli, because I would get him drunk and then ask him about his brother. That's like, the wild big, card. How big of a jerk is he? <laughs> Harmon. Uh, Kirk Cousins would be no fun, so he's out. Well, it would be fun because it might be the first time he's ever had a beer. So well, at least be he would. Like at least he would be able to drive me around. So actually, yeah, for that reason, Kirk is Kirk, Kirk's a DD. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with him. So now see, that's narcissism. Absolutely. Oh, I'm gonna have a go. Oh, I have a driver the whole time, but he's not gonna be fun. He's not gonna be keeping. Well, up I'm with not him. like I'm not like black tie where everybody here has a driver. A lot of people see, I know. Like after the game when he did the you like that thing, don't you think that's his drunk persona? There's some intensity. <laughs> like here. he's super loud and like <laughs> right. He's got a he's got like half a. I can attest. People always think, oh, oh, really? Oh, you're pregnant? Great. Now we have a driver for nine months, and I can go. It's not fun drinking alone yeah, with rude. somebody sitting there. It, it, uh, yeah. there's it a can be fun. Why, why do you invite her? She just jump, comes and picks you up. 
Oh. It's really rude. Very nice. Ru- I, I didn't I hadn't thought about that. The correct answer, I think, by a whisker over uh, – Rank is right about Eli would have some good secrets. But I'm going Romo. Right? I mean, I he, talk about good secrets. I don't know. Tell he's me all about what goes on. He's the guy who seems fun, and then you're like, oh, this guy sucks. <laughs> I think uh, I can kind of see that. With. All right. Start the show. Yes, hi and hello, and welcome to a very special DDFP once again. Black Ties, Bon Voyage episode here. Rank back in the mix. Matt Harmon, both guys strong in the ways of fantasy. Make sure you're following NFL.com, watching NFL Fantasy Live, listening to the podcast and beyond. Both these guys hipping you to it. Harmon, you're on the podcast. You do your on the NFL Live podcast with uh, with the usual gang. Rank and I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and as it draws ever closer, Rank and me and Maurice Jones-Drew and Aaron Coscarelli are soon to be on a new show here in between the NFL Fantasy Live show and Total Access on NFL Network four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's going to be live, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. West Coast. Make sure you tune in for that. Pleased to have Rank back in the fold, too. Oh, also, I want to give a a sincere shout-out to our main man, really the guy who's championed all the podcasts here at NFL Media, our guy Mark Brady, uh, thinking about him and and wishing all the best for him and his family right now with some stuff going on there. But happy to have Rank back in the fold here. You know, I get a lot of tweets still to this day, to your credit, Rank, three years later. (laughs) What happened to Rank? Bring back Rank. (laughs) To say it again, I've said this three or four times over the years. A few years ago, in the offseason, Rank was unavailable. He couldn't come in to do the show. I said, well, if Rank isn't available, I need some. I'm not Colin Cowherd or Rush Limbaugh. I don't like, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm not a narcissist. I'm vain. <laughs> I don't like, a, a narcissist just wants to hear his own voice and assumes he's right. I'm vain. I need somebody to bounce off of at all times or else I feel like it's empty or I feel like, well, see, my fraudulence comes through when it's only my voice. I need somebody to bounce off of. Handsome Hank was in every day. Handsome Hank jumped in the seat, and uh, and we've done gangbusters work since. But, of course, we always an upgrade. Uh, have loved it. I don't know about that. But it's an upgrade. It's like when uh, Drew Bledsoe went out. Here comes Tom Brady. In a way, it's Shelley Long to Kirstie Alley. One not better than the other. Little bit of difference, the dynamic, but still a classic. What is that even? I never watched that show. What? You never saw Cheers. Oh, okay. Matt Harmon also told me just before we started the show, I invoked the name Ted Williams, and he asked me, Who is that? He's not a baseball guy. He doesn't know who Mike. He doesn't know. Well, he does now, but he didn't know who Mike Trout was. (laughs) It was a contentious start to rank, and I was. You didn't know who Mike Trout was either. Living in Southern California. I had just moved here. What do you mean? The guy who's actually on television as a. I I think Ted Williams is a little bit worse. I still don't know who Ted The greatest hitter of all time? You never heard of Ted Williams? I don't care about baseball. I don't even Did you hear care? about the, his head is in a thing in Arizona somewhere? What's in Arizona? His head. Like There's his a thing like cryogenically head? frozen. Wow. It's Ooh. like that scene in Futurama. 
where they have all the heads. Yeah, that's right. I, I was really going to say it's really sort of like Futurama. the scene in oh uh, the new Avengers movie, which I saw on the airplane on my way back from Arlington Heights the other day. Black tie, good news. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Captain America, win or not Winter Soldier. Though. Civil War. Civil oh, War. Eh. It was great. It was all right. Prepubescent okay. Damashek. I mean, it was I better than the Age of Ultron, which was awful. It was bad. No, I liked it very much. When the when they fight, when the hero, that's my favorite subject is who would win in a fight between. And, uh, you know, when you get into great. the superhero stuff. Yeah. That was oh. the best. The, the airport scene was the best. So when the ant, when Ant Man goes into Iron Man, yeah, all the like how their powers would work again, and it was a good call not to have the Hulk and Thor because of course they would destroy all. Exactly. So that was a good, good move on the. A lot of these part. references. <laughs> all right. Between yeah, the inside jokes with you guys from back in the day for your pop culture and nice. baseball references. All right, we're gonna do. I mean, I'm lost with ranks. Uh, when are we gonna start talking about beard oil yeah. and hair gel? Yeah. Okay, hipster. We'll so, get to that in a little bit, and we're also going to do a blacklist real quick to review to bring you up to speed on what you may have missed here. My AFC East picks: I had the Patriots thirteen and three, Jets eight and eight, Dolphins seven and nine, Bills five and eleven. Patriots are your one seed in the North. Steelers eleven and five. They're the two seed. Bengals get a wild card at nine and seven. Ravens. And then the Browns in the South, I had the Texans winning that division, although the offensive line issues. This is why I say only in pencil right now because they still are subject to change. Those offensive line issues are raising my eyebrow and concern level. Still 10-6, and six, Colts and Jags 8-8, eight and eight, Titans 6-10, and 10, bringing up the rear. In the West, Chiefs win it at 9-7. and seven. Raiders get a wild card also at 9-7. and seven. Chargers 8-8, eight and eight, Broncos 7-9. And, and that brings us to the And you can see all NFC those games side. on Game Pass, right? Oh. Uh, all I, those. Uh, As a matter of fact, Adam Rank, games. you can. You know, and how do you do it? You go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start a seven-day free trial. Live, out-of-market preseason games, game replays during the season. I mean, I'm, that's interesting you brought that up because I wanted to talk about oh, it. Wow, Get the coaches' yeah. film, too. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's, if you really want to dig into that football knowledge. Because especially when you're doing fantasy football research, and you want to see these guys. Right. Don't just take the numbers. Right. Watch a guy actually play a you game. You can't just look at the numbers. you got to look at the game. You don't want to – I mean, even if you fear regression, you can't just look at the numbers and just say oh, it's going to happen. So I'm going to very upset when you mention the word regression. You're stepping on his toes. I just think it's, you He's know. one of those most advanced analytics guys who started in with the relection, uh, regression talk before it was cool. I mean, it's like the fantasy football community's uh, new favorite word, and I don't think that a lot of people are really taking into account what it might actually mean. Or, we, you know, just we don't know everybody's mean. I know. Keep no telling everybody, knows, you know, hey, right. these players are going to regress, but what are they going to regress to? What if we look back at Allen Robinson one day and be like, this is getting way, way too inside for me what's right now. What's, what's going oh, on? I'm here? sorry that we're talking football on? on a football podcast. Yeah. I know how much got segments to get to. Let's talk about Ant-Man, right. Man, one of the worst superheroes <laughs> ever. <laughs> All the Marvel. I heroes. disagree with that. He's a pretty good. Ant Man's awful. That movie. The problem with that, they try to do too much. You're like, all right. Oh, I disagree. Here come all with these that. B players. That to me, that's my thing. I love when you get them all together and try to. Be, I don't like. It, it's cheap that the Avengers all get out, uh, on the one guy and they fight the one guy, Loki. That's lame. That they fight. Oh, his power. How does it match up with her power? And you listen, Harmon again. Yeah. I don't care. Go ahead, Black Tie. Start your old thing before we get into the NFC. The Black Tie reads current events. Go back. The Black A little behind the scenes. So there, when Rank wasn't on the show, I had to cut out that bit that has Rank's name in it. So the Ugh. Blacklist intro was, you know, a little bit. Check. Shorter. 
brings <laughs> No, exactly. Right, First question on the blacklist, guys. Dak Prescott, he's been doing his thing during preseason. However, he plays on the Cowboys, so there's no speculation or talk about him having a chance to start. However, though, I present to you these potential scenarios with established quarterbacks. If Dak was on these teams, would he be challenging for that starting quarterback job? Let's start off here with uh, Dak Prescott or Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins offense in general is going to be much better than what I'm reading and hearing from everybody else. I mean, they're, they're four deep at wide receiver. Who knows if you get anything out of Jordan Cameron. But like I say, they're strong with the, at uh, the wide out spot. Ajay, Foster, I think that's secondary now. That offensive line looks good to me. Rank, how's it? Yeah, the offensive line has a lot of good parts to it and a lot of talented players, but we just haven't seen it translate so far in the preseason. I want to take. I want to see that offensive line step up a little bit. I think Tannehill's kind of at that is-what-he-is point in his career. Like, I've heard that same narrative go from 2014 going into 2015. You know, we've heard that before, that he's, this is the year he takes the next step. I think he just kind of is what he is at this point. You know, he's got some interesting weapons around him, but I think those guys are also a little overstated. I refer too. you to Alex Smith when Harbaugh arrived. I know that that's threading the needle, and that's one very specific uh, thing to throw out. But I think Adam Gase getting there. The stuff about that Joe Philbin was a QB whisperer, maybe now in hindsight we can write that off while he was working with Aaron Rodgers, so he looked good. Mike Sherman, who worked with Brett Favre and then went to A&M and was, his, was Tannehill's college coach, we thought, well, that'll fix him. Maybe Mike Sherman benefited from Favre more than vice versa. Gase has done good work with everybody that he's worked with in the NFL. So, too, he will with Ryan Tannehill. I'll take him over Dak Prescott for now. I think you guys are, you know, overstating or underestimating the value of the media and hype and Twitter and social media. I think if Dak Prescott was on the Dolphins right now with these games that he's had, there would definitely be talk. I'm not saying he's going to win the job, oh, yeah. but there would definitely be talk right now. Another well, guy. Part of the one problem more. with all that, too, though, and I, I listen, Dak Prescott's a great player. I think that a lot of people forgot that he was a really good player at Mississippi State. I mean, that that program is not historically great. I don't think that team's going to be very good this year without him. But part of the reason he's doing so well is because he's playing behind that Cowboys offensive line. Right. And he's got Des Bryant. So I think a lot of his success stems from that, that if he was playing for the Dolphins, I don't think that we'd be seeing the numbers out of him. Well, well, and by the way, Ike Taylor and Dave Damashek never forgot Dak Prescott. We were hyping him in the draft when everybody else had forgotten about him. We said people are sleeping on this guy. One more scenario, which was very like the Russell Wilson scenario when he started with the Seahawks. Osweiler brought into Houston now to be the main guy. If Prescott was on the team, very much like Russell was drafted after they brought in Matt Flynn, would Dak have a chance for uh, the starting job I'll in Texas? You. I think that that would be an interesting scenario because you're right. You're right. That is that is very similar. You know, they pay a guy a big free agent contract. People don't know if he's worth it or not, but they've got this exciting young mobile guy behind him. I think that would be a conversation that's mm. coming up, especially because Osweiler hasn't looked great in the preseason so far. Uh, I think that would be a competition that could legitimately open up, especially in SEC country down there. In oh yeah, like they, it would be off the rails. I think again, but this is one one team that would be comparable to the Cowboys. It has a, a good offensive line, despite some of the injuries they've had recently. Also has DeAndre Hopkins, a Weapons solid score. running game. Yeah, I could see Des. I could definitely see Dak winning that job. To me, yeah, you're right, and that is the wild card. That's an interesting one, Black Tie. You throw out there because Russell Wilson, it made sense when you looked at what the. The Seahawks had defensively, you just figured, 
just don't turn the ball over. That's all that offense doesn't have to do. And that's sort of the way the Texans, there's news now, J.J. Watt's coming back, and the way Clowney's looked, that defense is among the very best in the league. I, As I said on the last show, Osweiler has to just be an abject bum to not be able to deliver with the weapons. He has Hopkins, and he has Lamar Miller back there. Will Fuller now. Strong people are talking about Will Fuller. I mean, you really have to be crummy to not succeed, I think, in that offense on that team. That's, their, again, the prohibitive favorite to me, even though people don't seem to see it that way in the AFC South this year. Next up, Black Tie. Sounds good. All right, next up, this question is, which player going into this season, very much like Calvin Johnson's crazy season with the yardage, even though he didn't have the touchdowns, well, which player going into this season, 2016, is going to have the best year of their career? Rank, how say you? I'm going to go with Mike Evans. I think he's going to take like a step that. forward. Uh, obviously, having just three touchdowns last year, it soured a lot of people, especially in fantasy circles. But now that Jameis Winston's really committed himself to the quarterback position, looking pretty strong in camp, Another year with him, working with him. Also, Winston had six rushing touchdowns last season. I don't think that's going to happen. That's really not part of his game. If some of those translate to red zone opportunities for Mike Evans, he's going to convert those. So I see Mike Evans definitely getting double-digit touchdowns. I think he exceeds the 12 touchdowns he has as a rookie and has his best season today. Does it work? I love that you? one. And the point that you just made about Jameis's carries, which I foretold, you'll remember, I said he watch, he's going to have five or six rushing touchdowns uh, in his rookie season. Yes, those will drop off, and those at least a couple of those will go Evans' way. Does it worry you, just real quick, that uh, his target splits when Vincent Jackson played last year were pretty even, but he was like targeted heavily when Jackson was out, now that Jackson's back? Does that worry you at all? I think that he was just getting used to it. I think he's now working with Mike Evans a little bit more. I think that, um, you know, looking at last season, it definitely split that way. But I think, again, once you start working with a guy and feel more comfortable with a guy, I think it's going to end up going his way. I agree with you. And, I just wanted to ask. And Vincent Jackson, as you know, continues to slide ever deeper into the abyss. Absolutely. So you mentioned the Lions, for, and my answer would be Marvin Jones this year. He was a free agent signing. They gave him, I think, about $20 million guaranteed, $40 million over five years. I think there are reports out of Detroit that he could be the actual number one receiver, and he runs those short routes really well, but he also has the highest contested catch conversion rate in reception perception history over the last three years. So he's a guy that can win downfield in traffic, and the Lions have consistently ranked inside the top six in pass attempts since Matt Stafford has been there only one year were they not there there's no way that Jones is not going to see 120 targets and be a thousand yard receiver and potentially flirt with double digit touchdowns I, I you know I don't know if I want to go so far as uh, the Patrick Ewing theory of uh, Bill Simmons here with the Lions but I do like individual pieces they have on defense um, their offensive line looks pretty good now they don't they don't have the banger in the backfield but they have some interesting runners there the Marvin Jones thing, I, I, let me just say, I, I'll say this now, and you can put this one in pen, not pencil. This is classic preseason lie. I mean, the, the oh, non-so. Oh. I told you Golden. every year the preseason lies for a month to your eyes, and this is it. You think he's better than Golden Tate? You yes. think he's going to be? He's not Golden, going. To. Golden Tate is going to be in a very similar situation to what Randall Cobb did last year, where you're taking a number two receiver and expecting him to be the number one. He's going to be now doubled. Defensive coordinators are now going to be looking to stop him. I don't think that he's got it in him to be a number one receiver. Even if he's not better as a player. He already was a number Tate. one when Calvin Johnson was out a couple but years. But defensive coordinators still had to 
anticipate Calvin Johnson being on the field because he was still on those injury reports. He was still a questionable player, so it's not like you can ignore it. Now you got a full offseason that you could see Golden Tate play, see Golden Tate play as a number one, and now you'll they'll find ways to stop him. Jones is going to get the money targets. You know, the outside, he's going to run a lot of his routes on the outside. He's a, a big-time red zone threat. He's turned 37, 37.5% of his red zone targets into touchdowns. That's a really high conversion rate. So he's the guy that's going to move those offense through chunk plays, whereas Golden Tate is kind of the dump off after the catch, contested catch type. Oh, I mean, I, I, you know what? Maybe the Seahawks. And since Golden Tate, I feel like he is a part of that Seahawks family. I, I guess Doug Baldwin and Tate and everybody else should have a chip on their shoulder. Golden Tate has done it, and he does. He's not. He's not it a. Doesn't slot have to be a one. Or, it doesn't have to be a one he's or the other ju- situation either. Because he can thrive in the slot doesn't mean that's all he's capable of. Marvin Jones has done very little. In the you know, NFL. they both can be very good, right? All right. Fine. We'll see. All right. I'm down. The, the question is, well, that wasn't the question, but but <laughs> I've turned it into that. Who's going to have the better year in fantasy and in real football? Golden Tate is the answer. That's a toss-up. Right. I'd still go Marvin. I told you, put it in pen. Let's revisit it in December. Meantime, Ryan Tannehill, I mentioned he's going to have his best year. I'm going to go with, I, even though I don't know if I believe this, Tavon Austin had a fascinating 2015 in that he had 52 carries to go along with the 52 um, receptions. I think he sees more targets in the passing game this year. And, you know, I know this is uh, damning with faint praise, but for lack of other options. I mean, this is a team that still has not really addressed their biggest weakness as far as I'm concerned, which is uh, options in the passing game. And so Tavon Austin, I mean, remember how much doesn't, equal success in the NFL, but just remember how many teams were drooling on getting this guy, and he finally started to break through and pay off some of that promise in 2015. I think he builds on it even further. This is his best year in the league so far, and perhaps ever, that he'll ever have. What, Harmon, you're giving me the stink eye. No, I, no the hype train's leaving the station. Marcus Grant, Willie McGinnis, other, some other people will also believe that, too. What's yeah. Mr. Reception Perception say? I mean, he's not a traditional wide receiver, so he's not really a guy that I've looked at a ton in terms of reception perception comparing him to the rest of the league, but I mean, he certainly could have his best year. It did seem like he, they started to figure out what to do with him last year. I don't hate that pick. Damning with faint praise. Well, you <laughs> certainly could. I mean, it's it's possible. A it's chance a, that might happen, it's Dave. With, it's within the realm of possibility. He either will or, or he won't. Those are the options. Let's get to the NFC East, and we'll start out at the bottom. I'm sorry, and let me say in advance, for any fan who doesn't like where I have your team, the reason I, the reason I've uh, I've marked them down is because I do hate your team. That's why I did it. I, it's no other reason. I just hate your team. Yeah, if you think I hate your team, it's probably because I do. Well, see, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm not that way. I don't hate your team. I hate you. Oh, oh, even better. I like that. I like that. Now, I have the Philadelphia Eagles at 3-13, and 13, and as a reminder, when it's all said and done, when you accumulate all 32 teams, all the wins and all the losses – it comes out to be the same number in the win column and the loss column. Ergo, unless you have everybody going eight and eight, there are going to be some teams that have very sad records. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't like the Merck and Meyer of the Sam Bradford situation with the kid now sitting behind him. Chip Kelly undid a lot of good things going with this team. The thing I like best, though, 
is well, I, I'd like the defensive pieces quite a bit. And, and Jim Schwartz is there now coordinating the defense. The defense I think is a, is is an exciting thing, but I like Doriel Green Beckham anyway. Rank, how say you? No, I well, I think they'll be a little bit better than you're giving them credit for because of that defense, and that puts them a little bit higher than these other three teams who just can't stop anybody. And if the Eagles can play enough Fair. close close ball games, because they'll be they'll be in a lot of games, and it, it, I will use the Bears of last year as an example where there was a lot of. 50-50 type games where it broke on a play here and there. If the Eagles can get some of those, I see them getting towards 8-8. Eight and eight. I think, listen, by week six, come on, go with Wentz already. I think uh, the writing will be on the wall. Harmon. I don't know. Wentz is going to be losing so much time with the hairline fracture yeah. and, and everything that he might not be an option to take over midseason. There's not a lot I can get excited about on this Eagles teams right now. I do think the receivers have some potential. Doyle Green Beckham has as much talent as any player in the league right now. I still have a little bit of hope for Nelson Aguilar, though he has not built any momentum in the offseason in a positive fashion. And Jordan Matthews is good in his role, too. But if their offense hits, they could put up some points. I like Peterson as a coach, but not a lot to get excited about right now. I'm intrigued by the irony of uh, a generation uh, after Chris Carter couldn't make it go in Philadelphia and had to be traded away early in his career to Minnesota and then took off in a Hall of Fame career. Doriel Green Beckham is a physical oh, yeah. specimen, specimen, and I, won I wonder if Philadelphia will reap those rewards a generation later, or is it two generations later? Either way, I have the team in our nation's capital at 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm sorry. I, I'm there enigmatic, so I guess 8-8. That's eight about eight right. That right seems about right. To they put can't a, run the ball. That's one of the big running game, but they do have defensive pieces. But you know what? I like the Cowboys even better at 9-7, and seven, even though they have zero defense to speak of. I agree with Jerry Jones, who I think recently said that the strength of that unit is the secondary. They do look uh, they do look decent back there, at least compared to the other. I was going to say they look decent by comparison. Right. right? But the offense is going to be unstoppable. I'll say it for the millionth time now. I think uh, I think every game they play this year is 54-49. Uh, to 49. I think every time either team touches the ball, they're going to be a threat to score. But by a whisker, I'm going to give it to the New York Giants at 10-6. and six. I think that uh, McAdoo takes over in year one. It's a nice, clean transition from the Coughlin era. Coughlin had him playing pretty good ball there quietly in the second half last year. I think Eli has a big year. I think they can run the ball a little bit, and I like the upgrades in defense. Harmon, how say you? I think Washington is going to win the division again, as I mentioned up top, which is weird for me to stand up for Washington football, <laughs> considering how many years I've spent watching terrible teams there growing up. Uh, but I think they have the best offense. They have some real dudes in that secondary. I mean, they brought in Josh Norman, obviously. But Brashad Breeland on the other side is a really good player that I think enough people don't know about. And they have some pass rushers up front as well. And so if they're shooting out with other teams there with their passing game, they've got the guys in the secondary to make hay. Uh, Dallas, I mean, I think if Tony Romo is healthy for all 16 games, they could run away with the division. But but it's just, you know, it, it's it's a fragile situation there with Romo's health. I think the Cowboys end up taking that division. The Giants, um, I see them losing a lot of close games. I think the the change at the top, Tom Coughlin was able to get them a couple more wins than probably they deserved. So I see them taking a little bit of a step back. I think nine and seven wins the division. I'd throw some of the Giants wins with the Eagles. Uh, by the way, that is a modern reality. Elimination Chamber. Oh, my. Here yeah, we we're back. I was trying to cut off rank. Oh. The effect was too late. but um, So instead, you cut me off. Exactly. Well, so. you're fired. <laughs> You guys I'm ready to buy it. I'm leaving. Inception horn? Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, we couldn't find it. We tried putting it back on the board. We could not find it. However, the elimination chamber for today, guys, is... The music is so loud, I can't even hear you, Black Tie. Well, that's because your voice is loud. Um, 
That Elimination doesn't make Chamber. any sense, right. but all right, really go ahead. Count. Franchise players, non-quarterback edition, J.J. Watt, Julio Jones, Adrian Peterson, and Rob Gronkowski eliminate one. I don't know that either Harmon or Rank has ever experienced the Elimination Chamber, and uh, however many listeners elimination out Elimination Chamber. The Elimination Chamber it's includes Watt, Julio, so Adrian Peterson, and Gronk. Now, the, the trick of the Elimination Chamber, this is uh, Black Tie's brainchild, is what you're are you choosing the best or the worst? It's unclear. Okay. It makes no well, sense, that's but all he you loves need. it. Oh no! Yeah, but, four he, but he can no explain sense. it to you. Like he, his like his tenure here at the NFL. Yes. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, he well. But the but the best thing about the elimination chamber is he is sincere about it. It's, it's not so like he's trying. He he's not it. making a joke by saying like choose what you want. He it makes perfect sense in black ties. Harmon is closer to a millennial. He is a millennial. He, I'm sure he gets this. It's, it's so easy. What's to get? You say choose. What am a, I choosing? The one I like or the one I think embrace, is terrible? Embrace the ambiguity of the situation. Did they choose? I said eliminate. Hence the name elimination chamber. It's not choosing chamber. All right, eliminate one of those. I just <laughs> just do it, Harmon. <laughs> I think I'm going to eliminate Peterson here. And my reasoning for that is that in the NFL is a passing league. You win by throwing the football. And can you imagine the matchup nightmares that a player like Julio Jones and Rob Gronkowski together would give your quarterback? And J.J. Watt, of course, is one of the best pass rushers we've seen in, in my lifetime. Adrian Peterson is a running back. And also don't forget about Butterscott milkshakes. Yeah, of course. That's a, the important. Has the same has the same relevance as your dumb that's, elimination. That's an game. important. No, that's no, an that important was part. A of the great answer by Harmon. That was on point. Let's so now that on turn. obviously, see, we we get each other. So now yes, that sir. Adrian Peterson's eliminated, I have to eliminate. No, 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 else. no, no. You or can I just <laughs> hop on with? You still I think the rules would I, make sense. Actually, I think the rules are just whatever. That's the problem. I, That's I, the way to I do it. I came in and made sense of an insane <laughs> premise. So I'm so sorry. This is why I've had to stay away for that so makes long. That makes sense. Oh, <laughs> my God. Solve. That makes sense. Then we eliminate a bunch of guys till there's one person left. What a good idea. Who's the, who are the three guys left? Let's, why couldn't let's you figure well, that out? But the, the whole point, I feel like the whole point of this. produce this I, show now? I feel like the whole point of this game is just it, it is what it is. Just exactly. choose whatever you Rank want. Rank tie. You could have just, you could have just seamlessly made it that. By just doing it. All right, go ahead. Just do it. Yeah, that's the new way we'll do the eliminate so, the Black Tie Memorial em- see, Elimination Chamber. And Black Tie's guess, off the table. This is my game. He eliminated himself. Um, so who is it? JJ Watt, Watt, Julio, Julio Gronk. Oh, man, I can't. Uh, Julio Jones. Because right. uh, JJ Watt likes uh, jalapenos on a pizza. And uh, Rob Gronkowski is one of the most fun people to hang out with. I I don't know anybody who could be in his presence outside of people Random who play against DDFB him. Random DDFB tidbit. Rank used to have a spinoff pod called the Adam Rank Gridiron Podcast with Kids. He once interviewed oh. J.J. Watt on said podcast. That's yeah, right. huge I get. about that. We had a Before huge get on that, on that one. That was a fun one. Yeah, That I was on DDFP that. 156. Go look uh, it up. Nice. <laughs> Side B. I'm going to eliminate J.J. <laughs> Watt because he's blonde and um, I'm blonde. Arbor Day is at some point on the calendar, and 17 plus 2 doesn't equal 23. Okay. So Rob Gronkowski wins this round of Elimination Chamber. See, the I final th- round. I feel like we got to the correct answer. Yes, Gronkowski wins we the Elimination it. Chamber. Real quick before rank walks, I feel like back to the Cowboys, and then we're going to move on to the North. We were talking about this. A guy in my um, 
auction league, and if you can make this happen in your snake draft league, I think this is a really interesting ploy to attempt is to corner the market on one team. And if you land on the right team, this guy, the Dutch Mook, this was the year that Peyton threw the 50 touchdown passes, so he got inordinately lucky. But he had Peyton, he had Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, and I think he had – Eric uh, Decker. I think he had Decker, maybe he had the running back. Either Burn, way, no, yeah. that was that was a savvy play. And then the next year he did the same thing with the Packers and lost in the finals. I think the Cowboys, if you can do it, and I think there's a possibility that you could maybe go Zeke and Dez or no. Would that not – It'd be tight. You'd and have to do it. You'd Romo, have to do it around put the up turn. Some yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine there's a trio that would put up a bigger point. If zone. Zeke falls down in the draft a little bit, yeah, it gets to around pick seven or eight. Yeah. You could get Dez on the backside. You'd have to be really close to the turn. It would be tight, but that would be the only way to do it. Adam Rank, that's, uh, thanks for uh, swinging by. Oh, no. Like, black I tie farewell. I wouldn't miss this. Uh, but before we go, we should say something nice about black tie, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave. No. Uh, but real quick, it, it, I want to uh, congratulate uh, Black Tie for um, my new job at for your new job, no, Random uh, X Place for for uh, Random it, it Dick Sporting's good. It yeah. seems like a perfect fit for you. I think you're going to be very happy here or very happy there. You did a great job here. You did a great job with the podcast. I know I come in here and, and I joke around about it, but in all actuality, you've done a great job of taking the podcast to new heights because really when we started this thing, I mean, you just look at the way the building looks right now. It was basically a closet, like literally was a closet, and you really sunk your teeth into something and had an absolute passion about it, and you made it your thing, and you really owned it. And, and, and so when you see things like – not only the DDFP, the whole thing that the Around the NFL podcast exists, Move the Sticks, all those things, all those things stem from your hard work and your willingness to buy in. And I know it's not easy. I know for a fact it's not easy working with me because I suck. And I know it's it's a tough it's a tough deal, like working with so many different personalities, but somehow you've made it work over the years. And I think this is a great opportunity for you. I'm really I'm proud of you. And uh, I, I and honestly, and all the all the BS that I've said, it's been in jest the whole time, and uh, I really appreciate everything you did. Appreciate you bringing me back on this final day too. So, uh, so congratulations to you, and best wishes to the future. Uh, thanks again for having me back. Good seeing you. Rank, we'll see you on uh, on the new show. What day is it debuted? Is it we're going to be uh, debuting on Labor Day? I thought uh, that was true. I didn't know I've, that. So Labor Day, six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. Be, tune in, Maurice. Aaron Coscarelli, Adam Rank, and me, Kibitzin about fantasy, this, that, and the other. The new world order of fantasy football. But, uh, yeah, and I got the blaster by Han Solo. That was a weird response to I'm, us. Sincere. You know what? Now I'm glad it's Kylo weird. Ren. Rank being nice is weird. I don't, I, know, how to, I don't know how to act. Well, okay? I do, I've done it twice on this show forever. <laughs> One time when I picked the Bears as my favorite team in right now. So you're in good company. Thank you, Rank. Appreciate it. Very nice stuff, Rank. A pleasure, and we'll see you soon. They're playing them off with the steam music. All right, let's blow through it here. Emma, I think we just had the feeling segment. That was pretty close. Yeah, Harmon has tried to start the feeling segment. We'll have more, uh, more feelings, more emotions, more probably sincere Somewhere. farewells to Black Tie <laughs> coming up here, but the NFC North before that. And, um, again, bottom to top, I have the Bears and the Lions. And I got to tell you, I know 15, 20 minutes ago I was saying some potentially nice things about the Lions, but I have both these teams at 6 and 10. 
again, under the premise, first of all, if you look at their schedule, the Lions do not have an easy go of things in terms of the way things lay out for them over the 17 weeks, but also the balance, you know, the yin and yang of NFL divisions. Everybody can't have a winning record, and I think the top end of this division is very, very strong, and so that means that the weak sisters of the division are probably going to be looking at before things even begin at three or four losses right there at the hands of the Vikings and the Packers. So I have both those teams coming in at six and 10. I do believe in the powers of John Fox to turn things around. I like the additions on defense. I think they get better there, but I think they fall back a little bit without Forte. Um, You know, there are some interesting pieces again in Howard coming in from Indiana Maybe if Langford doesn't work out there, but and, and I love the two wide receivers potentially, but without Gase, I think that that's going to be a problem for them. Lions at six and ten again, and this is more owed to the fact that what I really love is Styles make the matchups, as they say, and the example that people always use in sports rightly is Ali v. Frazier. These two were 180 degrees opposite from one another, and that's what made it such a juicy matchup. And I tip my hat to the Vikings management because whereas the Lions and Bears appeared to at the height, you know, in the midst of the Packers dynastic run, at least within the NFC North, they tried to keep up with the Jones as they tried to build their team like the Packers were built. The Vikings zigged when everybody else was zagging there. And they are structured specifically to take out the Packers. They did it last year. They have those big physical corners. They have a rugged defense. They're built to run the ball on offense. And I think that they come up just short in 2016. The Packers return return to the top of the mountain. They go 12 and four, and they eke out the uh, uh, sneak past the 11 and five Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings versus the Packers is a really interesting question to me because the Vikings right now are in a really kind of almost a, a fork in the road point with building their team. As you mentioned, they're fundamentally a defense and run oriented team, but right now. They have kind of like an oil and water situation with the quarterback and the running back. If you just look at the uh, statistics between Teddy Bridgewater throwing from the shotgun much better, uh, an over 60% completion rate, much more efficient passer in the shotgun. Uh, But Adrian Peterson can't run from that shotgun. He's talked about that openly. He averages less than three yards per carry as a shotgun runner but over five yards per carry when he's running from the quarterback under center and in the I formation. So those two really almost can't coexist right now, but I love some of the passing game assets for the future with the Vikings. You know, you talk about Stefan Diggs taking a big step forward this year. He's a breakout player to me. Laquan Treadwell is my favorite receiver in the draft. He's a complete route runner, a guy that can get open on the short routes and also wins the ball in traffic. I like both of those players as a long-term one and two, and Charles Johnson's kind of re-emerging in the preseason as a deep threat, and if those three can potentially form a really nice receiving core, maybe they start to put more on Teddy Bridgewater's plate, and that could help them push the Packers even more, but I'm with you. I think Green Bay wins the division with Jordy Nelson back, with Eddie Lacy slimming down. That frees up guys like Randall Cobb and you know Jared Cook even to be potential contributors in a big way. I love Randall Cobb this year. I think he's in for a big season. The yeah the the one thing that does loom for me and I'm I'm high on the Packers as I am every year as long as Aaron Rodgers is their QB the best uh, the best quarterback I've ever seen. Obviously, it's going to be hard for me to pick against that team. The one thing though. 
the Jared Cook thing. I mean, everybody's very excited about this guy, a guy who is healthy for about five games a year. I'm a little bit worried about that being said. Yeah, I think they return to form. I think they lean on Lacey quite a bit, especially as the year goes along. Uh, that's a fantasy tip. I bet you, because if you look at how they've used Lacey, I bet you a month in you're going to be like, oh, no, I, I went too high on Eddie Lacey. As the year goes along, the more they'll lean on him. Even when he was big time in 2014 before the just disaster that 2015 was, there were plenty of people wringing their hands about, oh, it's, you know, the warm weather games. Why are they not using Lacey as much? Or he's not that great. Definitely more of a cold weather back. I wonder if there's some – you know, questions in Green Bay about whether they're going to re-sign him or not because you have seen in the past when, when a team has decided we're not going to bring this running back back on a big contract, let's just use him up. That's exactly right. That's exactly what they're going to do with him. And by the way, bold, put it in pen, not pencil. Laquan Treadwell is going to be a star. Oh, I, I completely agree. Maybe with not you. in the first month of his career, yeah. but he's going to he's gonna end up being a very good NFL completely wide receiver. Completely agree with You'll you. You'll wait and see, yeah. And there's just something about him, how he fits with the team, too. You know, you look yeah. at – and I love when a team has, like, a clarity on what their personality is. And you look at Mike Zimmer, a quiet but intense guy. Teddy Bridgewater, same thing, quiet but really intense. He's lauded for his leadership skills in that subtle sort of way. Treadwell's the same guy. You know, you saw him being interviewed at the draft with his daughter, and he's, he's not a guy that's, you know, real boisterous or loud like other wide receivers, but you can tell he's got an edge and an intensity, and you see that on the field. It's so true. We interviewed him here in Studio 66 just before the draft. That's exactly what comes across. The NFL nope. game is not played in Studio 66. All right, Steve Smith. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't negate my point. All right, let's wrap up the show here we have a couple things we want to get to starting off with the final black tie shout out this started hundreds of episodes ago black tie as usual you know a shout out is a pretty standard thing on a show like this but black tie doesn't want to just shout out to a friend or a family member he just likes to shout out to other people who are strangers and the way he couched it initially was because uh, he, he said, I want to honor people, uh, other people who are miserable in their job. Not true huh. at all. That's what you said. Show love to people that don't usually get love, and we don't think about them. Like the guy who hands you. That's not you know, how you couch it. It was like other people who have miserable jobs is how you said it. Because I remember you. saying, I didn't know it was so miserable to have to listen to me talk about football. So, but listen to this. The guy who hands you like paper towels in the bathroom. That's a terrible job. They have yes, to, it's they not comparable to listening to me talk about football. Well. <laughs> or like the guys at the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl practice or Super Bowls where they're you know, security, so all they do is face the crowd. So they're actually at the Super Bowl, but they don't get to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. That? That's a rough That's a rough. That fight. is a terrible, terrible job. So, again, right. this is the final shout-out. On the last episode, I gave a shout-out to Masseuse because I think they try to create some sort of relaxing experience for the customer while they're going through stress because they're at work. So shout-out to them. So the last shout-out before I do I, I have to play the intro, right? So here we go. It's time for Black Tie Shoutouts. I like to give a shout-out to. Quick shout-out to. I just want to give a shout-out to you. Shout-out to Richard Banks. As Sheck calls him Dick Banks, the one-man house band. Fantastic. Me and him got in the lab, laid out some tracks. Came up with that. Uh, oh came, up with, came up with that job. <laughs> just completely kidding, by the way, guys. I, I tend to sound serious in these things, but I'm completely joking. All right, shout-out today. Final shout-out goes to podcast producers guys and this is going to be a long one and no not to me not me not the not because i'm a podcast producer um but no this goes to alex wilk claire atkins zach goldman zach dresser Corey van rub crowder 
Brandon McGinnis, Sean Sullivan, Will Powell, Emma Sauerlein, Emma VP, who's right next to me right now, Sidney Carlson, D'Angelo Platt Friday, Matt Gothard, Arjuna Rangopal, Keith Black, who's done some great stuff on DDFP, Kent Brown, me and Kent, who's doing graphics on today's show, Ryan Hart, Alyssa Hernandez, and of course, the man behind all this, uh, we never hear about him, we never talk about him, um, Sheck, you brought him up on today's show, obviously, well wishes to him and his family right now, but none of this is possible without Mark Brady, so again, this is a big shout out, and a very long shout out to every podcast producer that I've, I've worked with here in Studio 66, you guys all made this possible, and I'm, trust me, I'm going to miss everyone, a single one of you, so... Shout out to all you guys. I'm glad you brought those names up because I've heard of a couple of those people. <laughs> oh. and, I, and I've heard, uh, yeah. You are so not a man of the people. <laughs> not at all. He's no, not. no, that's my He thing. doesn't look him in the eye, he says. No, no, I look, no, they're not allowed to look me in the eye. Uh, oh, my God. A, an important <laughs> distinction. See, as one of the, as one of the, I size everybody up, but I don't want you doing the same. See, thing. I'm one of the plebeians too. I'm not, I'm not like you, riding up in the clouds and everything. I, 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 I think there's a lot of talented people on that list. I Several of which I would recognize, too. And shout out to the photo team, too, man. Ben Liebs and Alex Kane, fantastic people. Patrick Crawley, Rob, handsome man who's not here today, obviously. Sad he's in Mexico City right now. So, again, it's just shout out to everyone. Hey, legitimately. Joe Dutton, fan producer. Black tie, guys like uh, near and far. A.J. Hawk, who has been a multiple winner of the Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest. He bids you well wishes and farewell and uh, and good luck, as do all of us here, Black Tie. We're very proud of you ascending as good a gig as this was for you. I think your next stop, are you telling people what you're doing? Well, I, uh, I here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna announce it on the Player Tribune. Mm. Kidding. Completely kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. That's not the name of your podcast. Yes. <laughs> not at all, but I am going to, on the next Make It Take of the podcast, which is on iTunes, I'm going to get into what I'll be doing next, so – Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. So uh, is it not an Uber driver? I, it is not an Uber driver. I'm also thing. not working with EA or okay. Dick Sporting Goods. But it would be right, great. Well. It would be great as if he was uh, going to be a bathroom attendant. So. <laughs> well, it'd be pretty terrible if I saw him running the burrito truck down the street yeah. from me. That would be. I'd be I'd if be black tie, if in three months you go into a bathroom and uh, and he hands you a paper towel and a bottle of scope <laughs> and says, "Do you want some of this, sir?" <laughs> will, will you give him a tip or no? Uh, I will definitely give him a tip and also photograph the incident and tweet it out so that everybody <laughs> Completely would do. But Perfect. again, just really quick, shout-outs again to the production team, not just producers, the directing team. Today we have Sarah, today we have Paul, and we've had a great team of people here that have helped us out to turn these in from audio to video podcast. And then lastly, too, I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott now. He's like my new man crush, kind of like Russell Wilson was four or five years ago. But I'll tell you what, there are three – Three potential huge stars, up-and-coming stars in the NFL media, and one of them, Dak Prescott for sure, Rand Gatlin, who's a great reporter, insider, and my man right here, Matt Harmon. I've spoken to him a couple of times. I think he's on to do really, really good things in the fantasy world. Oh, wow. And I love how he throws in his little uh, promotion here and there, reception perception, but I think Ma Matt Harmon is going to be good. I disagree, but all right, okay. you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> um, black tie, you know what? Here's my tip to everybody who's listening. Be like black tie. If you have people, I get a lot of emails, a lot of tweets and whatever on Facebook. How do I break in? How do I do it? Do like black tie. Be ambitious. Aspire. Don't settle for the status quo. Hey, you're hired to do this, so take care of business. You can go in and you can do your job and be competent at it, and maybe that will be enough. Black tie did not do that. Black tie 
kept asking for more, kept pushing for more. It might feel uncomfortable to be going to the Bostons and saying, I have ideas. Maybe that doesn't fly everywhere, but certainly in the entertainment industry and in the uh, adjacent sports entertainment industry, that's what makes hay. That's how you get ahead. You never, you, you keep on working. You don't settle for what is. You keep pushing to make things better. That's what Black Tie did. I've always said to everybody who asks, Black Tie has ambition. If everybody had that kind of ambition, the NFL would uh, would be a better place. And so thanks for all the work, Black Tie, over the years. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, hold on, Shaq. You no, know, you can't say all that and not have, give me a chance to respond. I'll say this, though. People think me and Shaq have issues. I mean, we're definitely butt ahead. No question. That's, they do? Yeah, people think sometimes. But – Man, I've learned so much from you, Shaq, just being honest. Like, I remember being producing a show way back in the day, and I was like, well, I don't want to jump on the mic. And Shaq was like, stop, dude. Like, you don't want to be a guy who's just pushing the buttons. You want to make yourself a part of the show. And I took that I took that to heart. And ever since, you know. I made some mistakes. <laughs> that was not a – that was – in hindsight, I regret that. But, you know now, what? I remember specifically, and Shaq always tells people about how Jimmy Kimmel always does. His whole thing is doing for people who don't do anything for him, Being that being Jimmy Kimmel. And Shaq always says that because I think that's how Shaq tries to live life as well. So, again, shout out to you, Shaq, because, man, I owe you a lot for sure, and I uh, appreciate you having me on TDFP. Well, we're very proud of where you're headed, Black Tie, all the success in the world, and if it fails, you'll just come back here. MVP will find <laughs> another job. Hey, I'm that's still – hey, the, is a, the podcast was a, is a three-prong thing. You have the talent, you have the producers, and you have the community. I'm not living anywhere. I'm just moving over to the community side of things now. That's all. All right. Very good. And uh, and Make It Take It is the podcast, uh, Bigger and Brighter. Black Tie will tell you more about that. And we'll leave you with this. I'll say my goodbyes. Thanks to Harmon and Rank and everybody behind the glass. Uh, uh, obviously, especially Black Tie on this, his last show. And uh, let that be the tip of the iceberg. As some other people here from NFL Media, bid black tie farewell. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce for you next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Hey, TD, what up? It's Matty G, a.k.a. The Goth Kid. Thanks for everything you've done for me, both as a person and as my boss. I hope you have a great move up to San Fran and the best future that you could possibly have. Black Tights Hank, um, I'm sorry I'm not going to be there on your last day with the NFL. I will miss you very much. And I was trying to think this morning what would be the thing that I'd miss about you the most. And it came down to three things. First of all, your movie reviews. Um, Who can forget you saying that the Lego movie had too much Lego in? Um, And and then your hot takes on on Star Wars and other movie classics. TD, it's Kent. We're sorry to have you go, but we know you're looking forward to your new opportunity up in the Bay Area. I know it's going to be you, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, the rest of the Warriors. You guys are all going to be hanging out, chilling playing some basketball. I look forward to hearing Make It Take It going forward. I love the podcast. Good luck with that. And also, I'm just glad that you were a good co-worker. You were always good to me. You were good to the whole pod squad, and I appreciate everything you've done. TD, what's up, man? Congratulations on, on your new opportunity. Congratulations on seven awesome years at the NFL Media Group. I thoroughly enjoyed the four years I got to spend uh, around you, especially the last few years doing the Move the Sticks podcast and uh, before that doing the Damashek podcast when I would pop on there. Always enjoyed uh, getting to spend time with you, enjoyed your basketball takes, your Russell Wilson sexy deep ball stories, among other things. But uh, I know this is an exciting new opportunity for you. I'm pumped for you, and I know that our friendship will continue. I wish you the best, man. Black Tie, Producer TD, Young Kobe, whatever we're calling you these days. You've been doing this a long time, as you would say, 
and it's gonna be weird without you. I just thank you so much for being such a good friend and mentor to me and for bringing me onto the DDFP. You and Shaq really made me love working here. Hey, what's up, TD? Congratulations on the new job. I really appreciate all the help that you gave me when I was at NFL. I hope for bigger and better things for you in the future. Good luck. TD, we're gonna miss you, bro. We wish you well as you head off into your next endeavor. I know you're on to bigger and better things, but while we had you at the NFL Network, you're one of the most incredible dudes to work with. You gave us the flexibility to pursue the things that mattered most to us. We were always interested in the truth and making sure that folks had the most engaging content we could possibly give them. You put your heart, your soul, your passion, your energy into it. And I know all those things that made you successful here at the NFL Network and made us love you so much. We're going to make you wildly successful in your next stop. So good luck, bro. We'll miss you a lot and uh, look forward to watching you continue the climb. Well, TD, man, thank you for everything you've done, all the positive feedback, everything you've helped me grow so much. So sorry to see you leave, but I'm very excited for you. You know, I want that 2K18 game first. But secondly, uh, you know that we're going to miss you here at the podcast family so much. All your crazy sports ideas and thoughts and all the topics and debates we've had. I'm never going to forget it. Uh, I wish you the best in the future. Number two, and I think this is a good one. You were really ahead of the game on Russell Wilson. I will give you credit. There were a lot of people who probably weren't on the Russell Wilson train uh, loving his sexy deep ball before you. And so, you know, you as the as the quarterback whisperer, obviously, as the body language expert, um, it was a, it, it was good. And that's your hit. For every hit, though, there's a miss. Uh, EJ Manuel, I think you've been pumping for a while. Uh, EJ Manuel still to come out of his shell and, and be the leader that I think you anticipated him being. Hey, TD, we're going to miss you a lot, but we're excited for your new position. Uh, good luck in the Bay, and we'll see you on the flip side. TD, what's up, man? It's your boy, Nate B, all the way out here in New York. I heard about the new job. Just want to say congratulations. Hey, listen, it was a pleasure working with you, man. We had some good times. But remember the original plan, to take over. You do your thing over there, I'm going to do my thing out here, and I'll meet you at the top, all right? All right, I'll let you, boy. TD, man, you're an inspiration. Uh, you know, just getting back from the gym, trying to get some shots up. Uh, you know, working on my form is not quite yours. Uh, but, but, but being real, man, uh, thinking about you uh, hoisting shots in, in the gym, it makes me think about uh, you putting in this work uh, here at the network and, and what you've done for, for a lot of people. And so uh, just, you know, as, on behalf of as one of those people who, who probably had, you know, a couple more opportunities, got a little more shine uh, because you just wanted to say thanks, man, and congratulations and good luck up there. TD. Holy smokes, man. What a ride it's been. Thank you for everything you've done for us here at the NFL. Seven great years. Uh, good luck in your future uh, endeavors, and hope to see more great things out of you. TD, what's up, bro? Mike, Rob, man. First of all, I want to – hold up. I got this future blaster, man. Hold up. Let me cut it down a little bit. Yeah, man, I want to thank you for all your help, man, with the R&B podcast. Thank you for just being uh, there to support us, man. Uh, Nate and myself, man, coming straight off, off the field and coming into – to, to NFL Network, man, you was always a, 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 a resource for us, a guy that we can lean on, man. Thank you, man. You're going to be missed. Uh, I don't know who we're going to work with if we put another podcast together, man, but I know you got a lot of blessings and prosperity in your future. I'm here for you whenever you need me, bro. Anything you need, man, hit me up. You know the number. Real Mike Rob. out. Tune Day, TD, my personal favorite, Young Kobe. We're all going to miss you here. I'm sad that we never got to play one-on-one. I love your Instagram videos, but more so, we are all gonna miss you. Thank you for everything that you did for me and everyone else here. 
We love you. We love you. And then third of all, obviously, every time you ever try to um, integrate Manchester United talk into uh, into the podcast, uh, rejected every single time. I took great pleasure in rejecting that every time as well. Um, but uh, best of luck to you in your new job. We will miss you very much. In all seriousness, you've been a rock star, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with you every day. Love having having you around. I got I was lucky enough to sit next to you for a brief time, and, and it was always it was always good to hang out. So best of luck, and we'll miss you. See you soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.